What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. And please continue to subscribe. I know I got a few fans out there that have been tuning in to every episode. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being loyal and listening. For those of you who are new, welcome aboard as well. And hopefully you'll continue to join and love all of the episodes that I am putting up on Ray Talks Live. Today's episode, as you can see from the title, is Parents, Teachers, and COVID-19. If you've been a follower of the podcast, you know that I am a high school history teacher. I teach social studies, uh, primary government and economics with seniors, and then as well as U.S. history with juniors and sometimes seniors. One of the things that I found very interesting with 2020 was the way how the profession of being an educator or a teacher changed drastically. You know, prior to COVID-19, you know, education, you know, being a teacher is not easy. You know, it's, it's very demanding. You know, sometimes there's a lot of red tape that you got to go through and trying to get certain things done. You know, dealing with parents sometimes is definitely not always easy. But the joy of being a teacher is something that is so rewarding. You know, it, it's life-changing. You know, every day there's something new. It's not the same old, same old. Even though, you know, you may prepare your lesson to teach seven or eight classes or maybe six classes. And, you know, yeah, you're presenting the same material, but because the interaction between the students is different and the engagement is different every class, you know, it, it makes it fun. You know, and sometimes things happen where you talk about something totally different. But it's no secret that teachers are overworked at times. And in a lot of places, teachers are underpaid. And more importantly, teachers wear a lot of hats. You know, I don't think a lot of people really understand that being an educator, you really got to wear a lot of hats. You know, it's not like you just go to work, you do your job, and then you can go home. You know, you have a conversation with your coworkers, have lunch, and then you go home. You know, being a teacher, that's not the case. You know, I mean, on average, I have generally about 25 to 35 kids in the classroom, and I'm managing all these different personalities, all these different behaviors at in a 90-minute block, you know. And as a teacher, you know, you have to wear different hats. You know, you got to be a therapist sometimes. You know, you got to be a psychologist. You got to sometimes be a coach. You know, you got to sometimes be that shoulder for students to lean on. You know, sometimes you got to be that preacher. You know, every now and then you got to have that come to Jesus moment with your students when they're not performing like they should. And then, in all honesty, a lot of times teachers have to be a mother and or father to their students as well as a mentor. You know, because some kids, you know, growing up in their household, you know, mom may not be as active as they should be. In other households, you know, Dad is not there. So me being a black male, black male teacher, you know, I have to sometimes be that father figure to a lot of my students because that's just how it has to be sometimes. But teachers are a lot of times not valued for the hard work and the influence that they have on children, you know, whether it's the little ones, the middle school ones, or like the high school ones where in my classroom, I treat them like young adults. I prepare them to 
get ready and understand that the world is not going to be fair. The world is not going to be your best friend. And in some degree, you know, you have to be prepared that, you know, the way life has treated you so far might have been easy. But guess what? You get ready to go into the real world and not everyone is going to be your friend. You know, so there was not a lot of value put into teachers maybe say before. Although I'm not going to say that's everybody because a lot of people do appreciate the hard work. A lot of people do understand the work and the stress and just the unremarkable job that teachers do day in and day out for pretty much, you know, 10 months out the year. So then all of a sudden, COVID runs rampant. And I know where I work down here in Miami-Dade County, Florida, March 13th, Friday was our last day. And then all of a sudden we went totally online. You know, everything was stopped. And it was amazing that that March, April, and May, those last few months of the school year, all of a sudden there was such joy, there was such respect for teachers, you know, and there was this rally, this call for, hey, teachers need to be paid more. You know, we need to appreciate teachers more than really what we think of them. Teaching is such a more respectable job and a career than most people thought of. And one of the things I remember someone say, you know, People need to appreciate teachers because guess what? The career and everything that you've done, if a teacher didn't teach you it, how would you have gotten there? You know, so that's one thing I think people need to look at. But, you know, after the shutdown and everything, you know, all of a sudden teachers became like gods. I'm not not in sense of saying gods, but was looked at in a totally different light. You know, there was this much profound respect, much profound great appreciation for the 1,000% of work that teachers do. And yeah, there were the calls that teachers need to be paid more. Teachers need to be given a lot more. There needs to be more respect given to teachers. And then also I think mainly because when a lot of parents also had to stay home and work from home, and then parents who were just home, all of a sudden got a taste of what how they how we as teachers see their little angels. And, you know, I think a lot of times a lot of parents think that their kids are such sweet angels, their child can't do nothing wrong. But now all of a sudden you're dealing with your child or children during those eight hours in the day that they normally would be in our classroom. And now you're really reaping the reward of what their child, how your child really acts. And I think that's where the huge appreciation came from because now, because for the most part as parents, you know, when we have our kids, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, they're out the house from 7 to about 3, 4 o'clock, you know, maybe 5 or 6 if they're in daycare or aftercare at your school. You don't, you don't deal with them that much. And then you only have a couple more hours with them, a few hours, and, you know, it's bedtime. So really the only time you really get with them is really Saturdays and Sundays, and then when they're on vacation. But... It's just amazing how the level of respect, the idea of paying teachers changed so dramatically just when COVID-19 hit, you know, and I think it was difficult as a teacher, and I know for me, transition to an online platform wasn't that big of a deal because for the last couple of years, I had already started having my students work more on an online platform, 
I was using a program called Edmodo, which is sort of like a Facebook version, but on an educational sense. And that was what I was already putting my students on. You know, that was where they were doing their homework. That's where if I needed to get in contact with them, you know, I could blast out a message to them, to my classes. And the students can get those messages and submit their homework or any classwork, primarily because they could download the app onto their phone. So it was, a, it was one of the easiest ways, and it made it very simple, you know. But then, of course, now with COVID-19, I think all of us, regardless of whether you're a teacher or not, are pros at Zoom, are probably also pros with Microsoft Teams. And I know for me, I love Teams, actually. Teams is so beautiful where just some little inside seats, you know, as a teacher, I could go in, see them doing their work real time, whether they're doing an assignment or they're putting something in their class notebook. I can also go in and see, you know, statistics, you know, real world data, like how often are you on Teams, you know, and what did you do when you came on Teams for my class? You know, did you download a file like I said you needed to download? Were you working on a project or were you working on an assignment? So there's a lot of good, valuable tools with Teams, and I actually enjoy Teams so much that this is the first year in about five years that I'm not using Edmodo, which is, you know, sort of sad a little bit, but I enjoy Teams, you know. And there are other little platforms that I also have used while doing things with my students, especially after the breakdown occurred. You know, using Nearpod, I think, has been a wonderful uh, program that has a lot of interactive and virtual reality lessons, especially if you find them correctly, if you find the one that fits you. But the biggest thing that I think that happened with COVID-19, and especially I know for me, is I truly felt bad for the class of 2020. You know, like I say, you know, I teach high school seniors, and Unfortunately, they got robbed of what every one of us looks forward to our senior year. You know, there was no prom. There was no grad bash for them going to Universal Studios, Orlando for the night. There was no real graduation. You know, it was virtual. You know, so I feel bad, but I do think what makes this situation will make them stronger, and I think it will be a lifelong reminder to them about what happened when the wrong people are in leadership at the wrong time, all right? But I know also one of the biggest things that we as teachers lost with this COVID-19 was that loss of interaction, that loss of engagement with our students that we are normally used to with our students. So that was, in a sense, of what happened. Now we come to the beginning of a 2020-2021 school year and the COVID-19 cases are rising, the number of people who are being uh, confirmed with having it, the number of people who are unfortunately are passing away from this disease are continuing to skyrocket. And there's this real serious push like, hey, we need to start school online. But then all of a sudden there's this huge pushback. You know, people saying, no, the kids need to go back to school. Teachers are lazy. You know, they don't want to work. And I'm like, that makes no sense, absolutely no sense at all. You know, teachers, as I will always say, you know, being a teacher is not easy, but to be a teacher, you 
have to love this job. You can't just do this job just to do it. You have to love it. Because if not, teaching, being in education will burn you out. Simple as that. It will burn you out. After two or three years, it will simply burn you out if you don't love this job. You know, but it was amazing. You know, people and many states want to send their kids to school. You know, they're saying, oh, how, how else is the economy going to get running? How are parents going to get back to work if the kids don't go to school? But then when the kids go back to school, guess what? COVID cases started rising. I, for one, you know, I'm a fairly healthy young man. You know, I take good care of myself. I'm not saying I'm in perfect health, but I take very good care of myself in a sense. I, too, was worried. You know, I don't want to catch this virus. And then, you know, all of a sudden, God forbid, you know, I pass away. And, you know, then it's just my wife and two kids. You know, and I think a lot of people really became selfish in not understanding that. And I think a lot of times people forget that teachers are people as well, too. You know, we have families, too. We have spouses. You know, we have children of our own. And I think a lot of people forget that. And I'm not sure why, but that's one of the things a lot of people misunderstand or just don't think about you know as I say it's not that teachers didn't want to go back into the classroom because teachers love the classroom because guess what that's our home that's our home away from home that's where we can help shape the minds of the future generations the future leaders the future doctors police officers you know judges entrepreneurs engineers nurses you know even future educators but to say that, you know, teachers were, were lazy, don't want to work, I think was an absolute joke, you know. And I think some people just don't really have a sense. And I think, and I've always believed in this, that unless you experience something directly, it doesn't affect you to some degree. And I think that's been the biggest problem that most people don't understand and that's the biggest problem that we still have in this country. You know, a lot of people still think COVID-19 is not real. They think the science is just being made up. They think the numbers are not being truthful. But until you or your spouse or maybe your children or your parents or anyone close to you gets COVID-19 and then, God forbid, unfortunately, dies of COVID-19, then your attitude and your thinking completely changes. And it shouldn't be that way, you know. But the biggest problem is that, you know, teachers love to teach. Teachers love to be in the classroom. Teachers want to be around their students. But it's just not safe. And unfortunately, that gets me a little bit, you know, when people say, oh, teachers don't want to teach. But, you know, that's also that. But hopefully, you know, that's you enjoyed this, I, this podcast. We talking about parents, teachers, and COVID nineteen. One of the last things I'm going to end it with, and this is more so of a thing that if you are a parent of a child or children at a school, regardless of whether they're in elementary, middle, or high school, please stay involved in your child's education, regardless however you may feel. If a teacher is calling your house or making contact with you to say. Your child is not doing their work. Your child is not coming to class. Don't get mad and say, you're just picking on my child. Teachers are not about that. 
you know, teachers want to see all their kids, all their students be successful. I know I do. And I get it. You know, you can't save everybody. You can't go in there as a savior because for some students, it's just going to fall on deaf ear. And I get that, you know. But as a parent, you still have a big, important role in your child's life. And one of my biggest things is that, you know, especially if you, especially if you teach high school, you see it. Parents don't come out to open house. You know, parents don't really care about that progress report card or the interim report card. And even when the report cards themselves come out, you know, parents don't come out or care. You know, when there's phone calls or emails sent, you know, there's really no response sometimes. They go unanswered. But let it be where the school finally gets a hold of you and le- or leaves a message saying, your child is not going to be graduating or your child is in danger of not graduating. Oh, all of a sudden, they, they're active all of a sudden. You know, they come out of the Woolworths. They're like, they're calling you and emailing you saying, oh, what can my child do to get a passing grade? I'm like, ain't nothing your child could do. We done did work for the past nine, nine, ten weeks, and I give, on average, about 15 assignments. So I tell my students, hey, I give you enough work to earn the grade you want to earn in the class. If you choose not to do 12 of the 15 assignments, I can't help you. What you want me to do? And then if you're not coming to class, you got 15, 20 absences, I can't help you. What you want me to do? You know, I, I can't magically make your grade go from an F to an A. Then next thing you know, I'm getting called into the office like, what happened? What's going on here? No, no, no. I love my job. You know, I know my responsibilities. I got to make sure my household is taken care of. You know, and in this day and age, you know, I remember growing up, my mom, and she wanted to know what was going on with my grades, you know, she had to pick up the phone and call the school. And then the school had to then be able to tell her what's going on. You know, now, in this day and age, parents could simply go online or you could just download your school district app and simply see your kid's grade in real time, see their attendance in real time. You can set notifications for when a teacher puts in a grade or when a teacher marks your child absent. You can get a notification. I know that's I have it on my phone for my two kids. You know, I want to make sure I know what's going on. And even though they're still young in elementary school, but I know what's going on. But it's amazing. You know, parents don't want to download that school district app. But yet still, I bet you on that phone, they got every social media app and probably the top five games out of the Google Play Store or the App Store on that phone. But the meaning tell me you can't set aside 50 megabytes of, of your storage to get that app to monitor your child's grades. And then all of a sudden, it's this big shock as to your child is failing. You know? And one of the things I do, and I, I give credit to a teacher who I work with now for the past eight years at the same school who's getting ready to retire after 35 years, I mail those failure notices home. Okay? I don't do no parent contact in a sense. I just mail the failure notice home because as he tells me, and I use the same line, the mailman don't fail, all right? The, the, the mail always gets delivered regardless of the weather or what's going on. And then, of course, being here in South Florida, you know, weather's not an issue like that other than a hurricane. But 
the mail don't fail. The mailman always delivers, and that's his take. So with that, that's just my take on this topic of dealing with parents, being a teacher, and then how COVID-19 has changed education in a sense. But if you guys are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. You know, you can follow me at Ray Talks Live on Twitter, as well as Ray Talks underscore live on Instagram. And as always, feel free to give me an email. Send me an email at raytalkslive at gmail.com. I thank you guys for listening. If you enjoy it, please subscribe because there are different and many topics that I discuss and talk about. And if you ever come up with a suggestion, feel free to drop it to me and I'll make it happen. So with that, I bid you guys farewell.